this time, and let's turn to a couple of books of the Bible in the New Testament. Let's look at the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, and then I want you to turn over to the book of Revelations, that feared book. A lot of folks want to stay away from the apocalypse and the end of time. Amen. The people that are nervous about reading the book of Revelations are people that are afraid the Bible's right. <laughs> huh? Amen. But if you live in a holy and clean life, Amen. Then you, you're not afraid of the book of Revelations because all it does is speak good things to those that obey the word of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. I know there's highly symbolic and there's some things that may be hard to understood, but saints of God need not fear. But thank God for the fact that, uh, amen, we realize in the end the lamb wins, doesn't he? Amen. And we are part of his glorious kingdom. I'm in the 10th chapter of the book of Luke, the gospel according to Luke, and I hope that you are there with me. I want you to go down to verse 17, amen, in your Bibles, and uh, we are going to read a few verses there, uh, 17 through 20, and then we're going to turn over to that uh, uh, passage in the book of Revelations chapter 20. All right, so Jesus is, uh, this, this gospel is written about Jesus Christ. It's the gospel of Christ, his story. And in verse 17 of Luke 10, we find these words, and the 70, uh, this were his disciples that he has sent out, amen, according to verse 1. Amen. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. How many of you believe that? Praise the Lord. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not mm, that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. How many have the Holy Ghost, the Bible way? Amen. Praise the Lord. Your names are written in heaven. All right, turn over to that last book of the New Testament, the only book of prophecy there, the book of Revelations. Amen. And learn, turn to chapter 20, and let's read a few verses here and let's see if we can bring these all together under the unction of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Revelations chapter 20, and I want to begin reading at verse 11 and uh, read down through verse 15. Revelations 20, beginning at verse 11. And this is John writing from the isle called Patmos in Asia Minor, that part of the world in Asia. Amen. He was banished out there for the word of the Lord and the testimony of Jesus Christ. And Jesus told him to write everything that he was going to show him. And so he says in verse 11 of chapter 20, And I saw a great white throne. In him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. God is keeping a record of everything we do and say. Verse 13, and the sea gave up the dead which were in it. Those that went down in the great ships of the sea over time died in the water. They're coming to the judgment. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they, that is all that stood before God in judgment, were judged every man according to their works. Amen. We're going to condemn ourselves or save ourselves. 
Verse 14, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And verse 15 says, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. You thought hell was the the only place a person had to worry about if they died outside of Christ. Well, that's the first death. God's got a second death. Amen. And that is he's going to cast death, which is the last enemy to be destroyed, and hell, the place for those who die outside in Christ. They're being tormented right now. He's going to cast both of those in the lake of fire and everybody whose name is not written in the book of life. I want to ask you a question today. Is your name written there? Is your name written there? Most people take their name seriously, don't they? It's been my experience in in life that folks don't like you playing with their name. (laughs) Uh, They want you to get it right. Sometimes you don't get people's name right, and it's, and it's an accident. You're not trying to uh, be funny or anything like that or pick at them. You just you maybe don't understand how it's spelled or how it's pronounced. But I would advise you, when you meet people, do your best to try to get their name right. Try to say it the way they say it. If you don't catch it the first time, ask again. Amen. Don't be so proud you can't ask Amen. No one knows everything. If you don't get it the second time, ask them again. Wake up in here already. I don't want to hear all this on my, wake up in here. I'm listening to the podcast every once in a while, and I got to rebuke some of y'all in the middle of my message. Listen, wake up in here. Let that be the last editorial note. Amen. Praise the Lord, because these messages are going around the world. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, listen. People want you to get their name right in as much as is possible. And that's just a sign of respect for the person because people take their name personally, personal, don't they? Amen. You take your name personal, amen, because it identifies who you are. Now, we know there may be other people in the world that have our same first name. How many of you know people that have your same first name? Hmm? Amen. And sometimes there's people that not only have your first name, but they have your last name. (laughs) Amen. But you still take that name, that tag, and that label that's been given you, and you still treat it personally as if no one else in the world has it, don't you? Praise the Lord. Amen. You look for further distinguishment if you have to. Amen. When you want to make sure that your label is as unique as possibly can be. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, uh, another element that we should uh, uh, at least mention is uh, not only is your name personal, but if you've got good sense, you want your name to be a good name. Praise the Lord. And what I mean by that is you want to have a good reputation. You don't want reasonable people to hear the mention of your name and their eyes roll up in the top of their head. You know, that's a signal of that you're a problem. Amen. When, when, you, when, when someone says your name, amen, you want to have a good reputation so that, uh, amen, they can think good things of you based on your behavior. Don't get angry with people because they don't overlook your foolishness. Behave yourself. Amen. Behave yourself like you ought to. And when uh, people call your name, and it typically brings a smile to their face. Amen. A good name is synonymous with having a good reputation. Reputation, amen, is a little different than character. Reputation is what people think about you based on their interaction with you. Now, there are some folks out here that are good actors, are they not? Amen. And so, you know, they kind of have a good reputation. But uh, if you really knew them, they don't have very good character. Character is what you really are. Amen. Reputation is what people think you are. 
but it's good to have a good reputation followed up by good character. Is that all right? Amen. You don't want to be a phony. You don't need to be a fake. There's no need for that, especially those of us who are part of the kingdom of God. We want to have a good name that uh, represents a good reputation and a good character. Praise God. That's what part of being in the church is all about, so the Lord can help us to develop a good character. Because we know many times coming out of a world of sin, we don't know anything about Jesus. We have done, we have said, we have behaved in ways that shows there's something wrong with us. <laughs> huh? Something's wrong with us. And we don't like that, the broken things in us. We wanted to be fixed. We wanted to be made right. We want to be a better person. And psychology is not going to do that. Amen. Uh, we have a heart problem. And we know the only one that can fix that is Jesus Christ, if we let him, if we want to be fixed. Come on now, how many want to be fixed? <laughs> and don't get mad with me when I'm preaching to you. You said you wanted to be fixed. Amen. I'm, I'm just the Mr. Fix-It that the Lord is using. <laughs> huh? Don't get mad with me. You don't raise your hand. Amen. You don't get, you don't get mad with the with the wrench when you put it on the nut and tighten the thing, you know, even if it tighten it a little bit too tight, you don't, the nut don't jump up and throw away the wrench. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, what does the Bible say about a good name? In the book of Proverbs, chapter 22 and verse 1, you'll find these words. A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. Some people love money. Some people love wealth and all that it can provide. And that's more important to them than a good name. But the Bible says it shouldn't be. Your name should be more important to you than a pocket full of money or fat bank book or property or whatever it is, however your wealth is disseminated. Your name should be better than that. Because let me tell you something. Uh, your name in many cases can do things for you that a pocket full of money can't do. Amen. If you don't understand it, live a while. Solomon said in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 7, and verse 1, he said, a good name is better than precious ointment. Precious ointment is something usually that's very expensive. It's a highly uh, rated commodity. Praise God. But he said a good name is better than that. You can smell good and be stink. Huh? Your attitude can make you stink. Praise the Lord. You can take a shower and put on cologne or perfume and come out dressed so well, but your attitude is stink. That's why the Bible tells those of us who are saved, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves of all filthiness, of the flesh and the spirit. Some of us are good about taking a bath or a shower, but our spirit is stink. Huh? It's dirty, and we need to get that spirit straight. Now, it's good to get your body clean, believe me. Maybe in some cultures it's good for you to smell funky, but not in ours. Amen. In some places, stink-smelling people, like it arouses folks. It, it gets my, you know, it hurts my nose. <laughs> I don't know about you. Amen. But wash and wash yourself clean real good from head to toe. Praise the Lord. Wash your mouth too. Amen. So your breath isn't always stinking. Wash in between your toes. Wash everything. Praise the Lord. Don't get mad with me, brothers, but they say some of these fellows with the beards got the nastiest faces. Now, I didn't say that. I'm just repeating the facts. All that stuff dropping down in there. Praise the Lord. Wash. Get yourself clean, praise the Lord, so you can um, be presentable. And uh, when you go out and in public, you're not offensive. Is that all right? Yes, Amen. Praise God. Amen. You, uh, you're an adult. You've already passed the stage of puberty. You need to wash. You ain't no little child. Amen. You need to wash and shower every day, sometime more than once, if you're doing something that causes you to perspire. Are you with me? I know some of you want me to move on, but I'm back. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I have no plans to go anywhere else for a while. 
Praise the Lord. So you need to wash yourself completely because I find that some people, praise the Lord, I don't want to be long here. There's my watch. Amen. I find some people, they can look real good on the outside. They dress up real good, men and women. Men and women. They look real, you know, almost like they stepped out of a magazine, but they don't wash themselves properly. Amen. And some of them, they look real good. And if you look in their car, their car is a filthy mess. Chicken bones, peanut shells, huh? And all manner of mess on the floor and stuff. You can't even give anybody a ride because they got to climb over the trash to get in your car. Praise the Lord. If you go to their house, their house is a mess. Dishes still in the sink from a week ago. Huh? Amen. Dirty clothes piled up, waiting, begging to be washed. Hmm? Some people are so nasty, they'd rather go out and buy new clothes than wash the old ones. Hallelujah. Lazy thing, wash yourself and wash your clothes and take care of the body that God has given you. You don't need to worship it, but you need to take care of it. Because your body is supposed to be the temple of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If God lives in you, then give him a clean place to live. Anything wrong with that? Praise the Lord. Unball your face then. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So everyone enjoys seeing their good name prominently displayed. Isn't that, isn't that a good thing? You might have your name in a newspaper or displayed in a magazine or on a diploma or on a plaque or some kind of program or a bulletin. Maybe some of you are even in Who's Who, a book of Who's Who or a book of dedication or you might be an author of a book. Your name is displayed. Maybe your name is on the Internet for the right reasons. Praise the Lord. Or some certificate of some, you know, it's a wonderful honor, isn't it? To see your name prominently displayed. And amen. I've told this story before, but I tell it again. I remember some years ago when Elder Geddes was in high school, he was the captain of his basketball team. And uh, one night his team was playing, and the game was very close, and it got right down to the final seconds. And one of his uh, teammates drove in for a layup to try to win the game, or at least tie it, to try to tie it. And uh, there was a player in front of him, and he couldn't, couldn't make the, the layup shot. So rather than being a ball hog, amen, he played like a team player, and he threw the ball back out to Elder Geddes, who was standing beyond the three-point line, for those of you that know anything about basketball. And he took the shot. And when he took the shot, swish. And as soon as I heard the swish, burn, the buzzer went off, and the game was over. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. And so they won by one point because they got a three-pointer rather than a two-pointer. And when the newspaper uh, printed the story, they put Geddes in the clutch. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. So mother and I had that bronzed <laughs> and gave it to him because it's a good thing to have your name displayed prominently uh, because people admire you or respect you because of the way you behave and the way you, and I'm trying to tell you young people, don't get a filthy name. Huh? Because you ain't got no sense of getting mad with somebody because you won't live a nickel's worth of dog meat. You're as sneaky as a slippery grease pig. Uh, you're doing things you got no business doing. You're places you don't need to be. You're running your mouth with the wrong people. You're hurting yourself. It's going to come back to haunt you as life goes on. Praise the Lord. So as the old saying goes, keep your nose clean. Amen. Because that which isn't available or attainable today can be put at your disposal tomorrow. And in some cases, you're going to get a wonderful opportunity in life because of your behavior. Not so much because of the money in your pocket. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But because of your behavior and you know how to be respectful. Is that all right? Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, amen, it's nice to see your name prominently displayed, but uh, if your name is not written in any book or electronic media here on the earth, you want your name to be written in the Lamb's book of life. That's what the Bible is telling us. For if your name does not appear there, 
you are destined for eternal damnation. Amen. And it's not God's will that any should perish, the Bible said. God is not in the business of destroying anybody. It's not his will that any should perish, but that all shall come to repentance. Because if you come to repentance, especially that kind that was talked about here on Friday night, the Lord will forgive you your sin. Praise the Lord. Do I have a witness? Soon as you make up your mind, you're going to repent and turn away from those things that are not like God. Hallelujah. He will work a miracle in your heart. He will do things for you you cannot do yourself. You want to be a better person, but you can't seem to find a power in and of yourself. Where you're not unique, that's true of all of us. Amen. We can't be better by ourselves. Our hearts are deceitful and desperately wicked above all things. But Jesus Christ can change your heart. Do I have a witness? Hallelujah. So I'm asking you today, is your name written there? Praise God. Amen. If you go and read in this 10th chapter of the book of Luke, the gospel according to Luke, amen, you'll find that Jesus was about evangelism. Amen. It seems like this was another time he was sending his disciples out. If Jesus and his disciples were about evangelism, then saints, we need to be about evangelism. Praise the Lord. I don't read where Jesus spent all of his time in the temple. But I do see where he went out where the people were and began to talk to them about the kingdom of God. And he told his disciples to do the same. That's our primary job, saints, to go out there and to engage those who do not know Christ and to share our powerful testimonies like we heard on Friday night. Praise the Lord. Don't think that because you weren't down in the worst possible thing that life could uh, uh, afford that you don't have a testimony worth hearing. That's the trick of the enemy. Praise the Lord. Share your testimony. Tell people what the Lord delivered you. How many have been delivered from something? I'm talking about those of you that are saved. How many have been delivered? Praise the Lord. You know something? If some of us had cancer and we went to a doctor and, and the doctor diagnosed our condition and said, you have cancer, you've got two weeks to live. Huh? Well, I wouldn't have to tell some of you to come to church. You wouldn't be making no excuse about any service. You'd be here on every service night and you'd ask me if we can get the church open on a non-service night so you can get it right up here and pray and ask God to have mercy. You know I'm telling the truth. If that doctor told you you got two weeks to live, you'd be begging people's pardon and asking them for forgiveness. You want to get everything right because the doctor told you you're going to die. Hmm? Praise the Lord. And you believe this Bible, you sure don't want to go to hell. So you'd be trying to get everything squared away so you can meet the Lord's face in peace when you leave here. Amen. Well, if that doctor gave you some kind of serum or radiation or whatever concoction they have and gave you that for two weeks and you came back, amen, you weren't dead. And the doctor checked you out and said, listen, we don't know what happened, but it seems like that medicine worked. You don't have cancer anymore. Praise the Lord. We'd be rejoicing. We'd come back here testifying. And if we come across anybody that have cancer, we'd tell them about our doctor, wouldn't we? Oh, Dr. So-and-so, he worked a miracle on me. He gave me this elixir, and I drank it three times a day, just like the doctor said. And two weeks later, I was cancer-free. How many of you have been delivered from sin? Sin is worse than cancer. With cancer, you might die. With sin, you will. Huh? Did you hear what I said? I said, with cancer, you might die. But with sin in your life, you will. Praise the Lord. How come we don't tell people about the, our, our doctor, Dr. Jesus, huh? That cured us, that healed us, that delivered us, that changed us. Amen. We sing the song, but we ought to glorify God when we say he took our sins away. We personalize that, right? He took my sins away and keeps me singing every day. I'm so glad. He took my sins away. How many of you are glad that you don't live in sin anymore? 
practicing sin the way you used to live when you didn't have no Jesus Christ in your life. Why won't you tell somebody? Somebody told you, praise the Lord, somebody took time with you. Why aren't you taking time with There's a lot of folk out there that are dying, saints, and they're going to hell because their name is not written in the Lamb's book of life. Praise God. You ought to ask God, put a burden on my soul. Praise the Lord. You put all these people around me in my neighborhood, on my job, my family members, and I'm keeping my mouth shut. They got the same disease I had. And you cured me. I know you can cure them. I know you can heal them. I know you can deliver them. That's what saved means to be delivered. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So Jesus sent his disciples out. He said, I'm coming to the towns that you go to, but you go like John the Baptist and prepare the way. You go and you tell people about me. Tell them that the kingdom of God is at hand. He said, if you come across sick people, I want you to pray for them and heal them. Some of us have got our minds in this, got this mindset that the only healing can happen is if a minister prays for you. Well, certainly that's possible, but the Bible says in Mark chapter 16, take a look over there. Mark chapter 16 and verse 17, praise the Lord. Turn over there, I want you to see it, amen, especially those of you that have the gift of the Holy Ghost because sometimes we misunderstand, amen, this great power that God has endued uh, uh, us with. Praise the Lord our God. Matthew, chap- uh, Mark chapter 16 and verse 17 says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. How many are consider themselves a believer? All right, your hands are up again. Praise the Lord, amen. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils that you can do. They shall speak with new tongues that you've done. They shall take up serpents. Well, I'm not telling you go grab snakes, but if you did, praise the Lord. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them, praise the Lord. That is, you don't know you're drinking something deadly. I'm not telling you go out and drink a bottle of Clorox because you will die. Amen. But if you didn't know, praise God. Amen. It won't kill you. And listen to this. And they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. How many of you have the Holy Ghost? If you look at Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, the Bible says, amen, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall have power. Hmm? You shall have power. Somebody say, if you have the Holy Ghost, say, I have power. power. Mm Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Y'all say it just like the little bit of power you got. You don't even believe it. Somebody who believes it shout, I have power. I have power. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If you realized, Jesus said, the gift of God, and, and talking to that woman as well, and he that speaketh to you, if you realize what was in you, Paul said, you have Christ in you. Woo! The hope of glory. He's the hope. He's our everlasting hope. You've got Christ in you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Therefore, you can pray for people and they can be healed. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. There's a lot of folks out there that are sick, saints. They're sick in their body. They're sick in their mind. They're sick in their spirit. They're sick in their lifestyle. They're sick in their situation. You can pray for them. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And the power that is in you, the Holy Ghost power, cause these people to be healed. Hallelujah. I hope you believe it. You believe it when you start doing it. If you don't do it, it's because you don't believe it. But if you, amen, believe it, you will do it. If you do it, it's evidence of your faith. James says, show me your faith without your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. You ain't got to do a whole lot of talking when you do. Is that all right? Is that all right? I'm expecting to hear some testimonies, praise the Lord, about people going out as ambassadors for Christ. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Stop getting in your mind. Nobody wants to hear that. That's what the devil's telling you. Huh? 
He don't want you trying to tell you nobody wants to be saved. Nobody wants to be delivered. It reminds me of the testimony, uh, amen, Brother uh, Tykeen, is he here today? Amen. Gave on the other night when he got an invitation to come to church, the very uh, girl he was with at the time who was a pastor's daughter was telling him he didn't need to go to church. That's devil talk. The devil can talk in your ear and he can come through people's mouths. But you got to know the devil. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And the devil will tell you, this one's not going to listen. That one's not going to listen. They don't want to hear me. Look how much money they have. Look where they live. Look where they drive. Praise the Lord. They don't want to hear the gospel. You don't know people. All you see is the external. All you see is, you know, what you can see as a human being. Only God knows the heart. Praise the Lord. Amen. So it's your responsibility and mine to tell everybody. Who can tell, praise God, amen, whose life will be touched if we are faithful to the Lord and we go forth in confidence. I didn't say cockiness, but in confidence, praise Lord, with the power that Jesus Christ has given unto us. You can break shackles and yokes in people's lives. You can rebuke the devil that's talking to you through them and tell them, shut up, Satan, and come out of the person. Praise the Lord. Y'all don't believe this. Amen. But I have done it. And it's not just because I'm a preacher or a pastor. It's because I use the power that God has given me. And you got the same power. Hallelujah. You can quiet these devils and cause them to come out. And leave the person alone. Praise the Lord. And their life can be changed by the mighty power of God. So Jesus told them to go and heal sick people. Amen. And let them know that the kingdom of God is come near unto them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah to the Lord. Amen. And that they did. They went out and they did like Jesus said to do. Amen. And it's always good to do like Jesus said to do. And you know, when you do what Jesus said to do, you get results. Oh, yes, you do. Amen. I'm not getting any help today. Praise the Lord. But when you do like what Jesus said to do, you get results. Then you can come back here and you can talk more about a testimony. I got a nickel raise and all that kind of stuff. Praise God. Listen, God owned the cattle on a towel thousand here. If he wanted to give you a $50 raise an hour, he could do it for you. Now, I'm not saying don't be thankful and don't be grateful, but you're talking about a little something, a little tiny. Amen. Come back in here and talk like, like, like they, they, they were talking on Friday night about the great things that God is doing through you. And don't get yourself puffed up and arrogant and proud like you're doing it. Amen. Even Jesus said about his heavenly father, he doeth the works. Huh? Pray He doing the work. I'm just a vessel, praise the Lord. And when you come with that kind of humility, talking about what the Lord has done through you, amen, it can excite the church and give people confidence, amen, and, and uh, a desire to go out there and do it too, praise God. And they can be inspired and souls can be saved and God can fill the house with true believers. Let the church say amen. Amen. And so the disciples went out and they did what the Lord told them to do. And demons were flying out of folk and folk were hearing the word. Amen. You know, when we see these supernatural things happening, we get excited, don't we? <laughs> Amen. And that's a good thing. But they came back to Jesus and they were telling him, Lord, we had a time. <laughs> they said, we went out there just like you told us to. And we laid hands on sick people and they were healed. Huh? Through your name through your name. See, a lot of people are going out and doing things in their own name, in their own wisdom, in their past experience and empires and things that they have done. But listen, let me tell you something. Except the Lord build a house. Huh? Except the Lord build a house. You're going to labor, but it's going to be in vain. Praise the Lord. Except the Lord keep the city, the Bible says. The watchman can wake up, but it'll be in vain. This all has to be under the auspices, under the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. He does the leading, the guiding. We're just simple little tools in his hand. He does the work. Praise the Lord. And it doesn't take him long when he's really involved and he's leading, he's guiding, he's working. Praise God. And you just surrender yourself in all humility to him and let him work through you. Let the church say amen. Praise the Lord our God. So they came back and they came rejoicing. Lord, I want to tell you, not only were uh, people being healed, but those devils you talked about, praise the Lord, even the demons 
were subject unto us. And they, they were having themselves a wonderful time rejoicing. And uh, Jesus spoke to his, uh, his disciples that had returned, uh, amen, they were happy about what was happening to them and through them, praise the Lord, and uh, he said to them, listen, I, 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 you're all excited about this, but I just, I expected this. <laughs> I expected this. We need to get to a place where we expect to see the movement of God's spirit. We need to get to the place where we expect to see someone filled with the Holy Ghost. We need to get to the place where we expect to see sick people healed and those that are bound with demons delivered. Praise the Lord. We need to get to the place where we expect to see someone who is a sinner come in and be raptured by the power of God even though they don't understand what the Spirit of God is all about and they break down, praise God, and repent right in the midst of God's people and their life is changed by the power of God. It's a wonderful thing to rejoice about about these things, saints, but we've got to get to that next level where we expect, and when something's not happened, then we wonder what's going on. Well, there must be a dead cat on the line. Something's hindering us, praise Lord. We want to continue to flourish in Christ. We want to continue to grow, amen, not just in terms of numbers, but numbers too, praise the Lord. We want to see people helped and people delivered. We want to see this gospel go forth, amen, and save all those that want to believe before Jesus Christ comes back. And I'm here to tell you that he is soon to come. Praise the Lord. We've got a job to do. We need to get busy doing it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah to God. And so they came back and they were happy and they were excited about uh, what they had experienced. And amen. You know, Jesus made it clear. Listen, in verse 18, he said, a long time ago. And he was talking about the 12th chapter of the book of Revelation. He said, a long time ago, I beheld Satan. Fall from heaven just like lightning. Praise the Lord. Amen. I, I was there when I told Angel to Michael and the angels to get him and those that those demons that wanted to follow him and, and throw him out. The Bible says in the twelfth chapter of the book of Revelation that there was war in heaven. And Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. The dragon is the devil. And his angels, praise the Lord. And they lost the place that they had in heaven. So the Lord said, Listen, I already saw Satan. <laughs> Amen. Coming down to the earth like lightning striking through the sky. So I know he's defeated. How many know the devil's defeated? Hmm? Well, why are you obeying him? Praise the Lord. He, man, he's defeated. He's a loser. Amen. He might call your bluff. He might try to get you to believe that he still has some power over you. But if you have Christ on the inside, then all the powers of the enemy that used to control you have been broken. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. How many have the Holy Ghost? Praise God. Amen. And I want you to repeat this in confidence. All the power of the enemy, all the power of the enemy has been broken in my life. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because you have Christ in you. Praise the Lord. You have Jesus Christ in you. There's nobody greater than Jesus. There's no power greater than the Lord Jesus Christ. Power. All the power of the enemy. Amen. If you're not living up to your potential, it's because you're believing lies. Shut the devil's mouth. Amen. Rise up in the power of God. Subdue the enemy. Praise the Lord. He's a loser. He already lost when he was thrown out of heaven and he lost at the foot of Calvary's cross. If you're sitting next to somebody that got the Holy Ghost, look at him. I'm talking to somebody to have the Holy Ghost, even if they're not what they ought to be. Look at them, praise God, and get them by the hand. Praise God, and tell that person, amen, the power of Satan has been broken in your life. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. Somebody ought to say, Lord, I thank you. Hey, whoa! Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Satan come to steal, to kill and destroy, but Jesus said, I come that they might have life and that more abundantly. He wants you to live an abundant life. I don't mean big cars, big houses, big jobs, amen, but I mean the love, the peace, the power, the joy that Jesus can give you. 
joy unspeakable, full of glory, peace in your mind, ability to be humble and not arrogant and proud with a filthy spirit. How be thank God for all that stuff being broken in your life. You got a mind to be obedient. You got a mind to humble yourself. You got a mind to obey. That came from Jesus. A lot of folk have lost their mind and gone back out to live a sinful life. But I'm so glad. The only way the devil can use you, you got to yield yourself to him. If you don't yield to him, he cannot use you. You don't belong to him anymore I already beheld Satan fall like lightning he's a loser and you can tell him I said so he's a loser hallelujah praise the Lord he said what you did was good but I expected that. I told you to go out and heal people. Would you come back? Whoa, somebody got healed. I said, I gave you power. What do you mean you all excited because somebody got healed? I gave you power. All you had to do is use it. Now you're excited because you obeyed and it got results. You're supposed to get results because you did it in my name. You weren't out there trying to make a name for yourself. You did it in my name. That's where the power comes from. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, I'll tell you to rejoice about, though. Here's something you need to rejoice about. Rejoice that your name, your name is written in the book of life. Your name is written in heaven. Praise the Lord. Do you not know that God's keeping a record? Hmm? This, this is talked about in the Old Testament. I, know I read some New Testament passages, but this is in the Old Testament too. It's, it's, it's in the first five books of the Bible, the Torah. It's in the prophets. It's in the uh, Ketuvim, the writings. Praise the Lord. Uh, 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 the Psalms and all those writings. Amen. And uh, it's in the New Testament too, of course. You know, Moses said this in Exodus 32 and 32. He said, blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book which thou hast written. Folks said Moses didn't know how to write. They're lying. Amen. God knows how to write. And Moses understood that God was keeping a record. He said, if you're going to blot these folks that I'm trying to lead out, I know they're hard-headed and stubborn, but he said, if you're going to blot them out, then he said, blot my name out. That means his name was already written. <laughs> Paul said in Philippians 4 and 3, he talked about his fellow laborers. He said, whose names were written in the book of life. Do you not know when you repented of your sins? Praise the Lord. I mean, truly repented. And you were baptized in water in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you were filled with the Holy Ghost. The finger of God wrote your name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Huh? There's, there's other books. And those books have all the record of everything we've ever said and done. Praise the Lord. And much of that that's in there could lead to our condemnation. And your, your name used to be in that book. How about that? Your name used to be in that book, but that got covered. Yes, with the shed blood of Jesus Christ. You know, years ago, um, before they came out with all this new technology, um, we, used to, we used to type on something called typewriters. Mother showed uh, one of our grandchildren the other day a typewriter. They didn't know what it was. <laughs> Some of you might not know. But in those days when you made a mistake, you had to get what they eventually started calling it white out. And take the little brush out and you, and you white out the last word or phrase or sentence that you didn't want. And then you had to type over it. Amen. And I remember the days when you wanted to make a duplicate. There was no Xerox machine, sister. Is that right? Amen. You know, Sister Vic, there was no Xerox machine. Don't sit there like you're 20. You might look young, but I know better than that. Amen. 
So you used to have a carbon. You put a, the, the original, then you had a piece of carbon paper, and then you had the copy behind that. And boy, when you made a mistake, you had to, you had to <laughs> erase the original, you had to erase the carbon copy behind the carbon. It was just, it was, it was too much. Thank God for a new technology. <laughs> you had to blot that stuff out and erase that stuff out, and he, most time it was smudgy, so it looked like you made a mistake. Huh? It looked like you made a mistake. It looked like it looked a mess, quite frankly. But if the document was long, and sometimes some people were typing, uh, typing up their doctoral, their dissertation, yeah, sometimes hundreds of pages. Man, you got mistakes. Are oh, you trying to clean the thing up and make it look good and everything? Praise the Lord. It was just something. But listen, amen, there were ordinances against us. Huh? All of us filled up pages and pages of reasons why we should go to hell. And our names are written, in, amen, in the hell book. But Jesus Christ went to the cross. Huh? He said, I'm going to I'm 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 get there name out that book and he died on Calvary's cross for you and for me and he shed his blood and some people feel like that blood just ran down his body and ran down the cross and just you know ran that down in the ground but that blood of Jesus it did more than go down in the ground he took that blood praise the Lord when he ascended on high and he went to the books <laughs> and he found your name and mine. We, were, we, we had our tickets for hell. Huh? We did all the stuff that should send us to hell. And he took the blood. Huh? And he put it over our name. Hmm? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And all that stuff that we did was still in there, but it can't be attributed to anybody now because he blotted our name out. He put his name in. Do you hear me? He put his name in where our name was and said, put it all on me. I'll take the punishment. Is that all right? I'll take the punishment. How many are glad for it? Hallelujah. And so when he hung out there in that hot Middle Eastern sun from the sixth to the ninth hour, amen, and the list of all the rotten stuff that was ever done was read, praise the Lord, hallelujah to God, amen, hallelujah. Wherein our names should have been there, praise God, hallelujah. Our names were blotted out by the shed blood of Jesus Christ, amen, and his name was there to take our punishment. Huh? That's why he cried out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He didn't do wrong, we did. Praise the Lord. He didn't sin, we did. And he took our punishment. Let the church say amen. Let the church say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. And so now all you have to do is, according to John's gospel, chapter 3, is you've got to be born again. Not, not from your mother. No, no, we're talk, talking about a natural birth. We're talking about a spiritual birth. You need to be born again. The Bible says in John's Gospel, chapter 3, you need to be born of the water. That's talking about baptism. And you need to be born of the Spirit. That means receiving Christ's Spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's going to cause then your name to be written in the book of life by the finger of God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You got to first admit I'm a sinner. And I don't want to die and go to hell. I want to live with the Lord forever. Praise the Lord. Lord, forgive me for my sin. I'm a miserable failure. I failed you. I failed myself. I failed my family. I failed my friends. Hallelujah. But I heard that you're giving out forgiveness of sins. You're going to blot it all out. You're not going to hold it against me. Hallelujah. That's what I want. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And so when you say, Lord, I'm going to turn from this evil, wicked way that I'm living. 
I want to be free. I want to be delivered. I want you to wash me. Then come on, amen. We'll baptize you right up here in the waters of baptism. It's a very simple process. Once you've repented, amen, and listen, you're not going to be able to do this on your own, friend. You might have the right desire and the right mind, but you don't have the power. But Jesus has got the power. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He's got the power to forgive your sins. He's got the power to wash your sins away. And he's got the power, praise God, to put the power in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so when you repent from your sins and you come on up here and say, preacher, pastor, baptize me. Have somebody baptize me for the forgiveness of my sins. Amen. Then we'll get you ready. We can accommodate you. We'll get you ready for a baptism. We'll change your clothes and get you ready for a baptism. Take you up in that pool. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And we'll call the name of the Lord Jesus Christ over you. How many thank God for baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus? I know some of you were baptized or sprinkled or whatever in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. It didn't do nothing. Because that's not the name of God. The name of God is Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And so when we baptize you here, that's how we baptize. You're never going to hear in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. We're going to say, I baptize you in the name Lord Jesus Christ. That's where the power is. Huh? That's where the power is. Demons back up when they hear that name. Demons tremble when they hear that name. Praise the Lord. The blood that was shed on Calvary's cross is applied to your life by the name. Hallelujah. Go down in that water. Amen. The name of the Lord Jesus Christ is called upon you. All that stuff you did until that time is going to stay down there. Hmm? How many of you ever been to a burial of a body? You go to the cemetery, they put the person down in the hole, don't they? And when you leave out that cemetery, you don't go and get them and dig them up and put them in the back seat of the car, do you? you leave, I don't care how much you love them, you leave them down there. You don't expect to see them anymore. Well, let me tell you something. When you truly repent of your sins and you go down in that water, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are buried with him by baptism into his death. Praise the Lord. That old you now is going to stay there and the minister or the deacon is going to pick you up out of what is your watery grave. Huh? And the Bible says you're going to rise to walk in a new life. A new life. When that name Jesus is called on you and you truly repent it, I guarantee you this. The stuff that's binding and hindering you now, when the name of Jesus Christ is called and you're put down in the water, all those chains are going to be broken. Do I have a witness? I can't stop smoking. I can't stop lying. I can't stop living with her. I can't stop living with him. I can't stop drinking. You know, all this stuff that we seem to struggle with. When you really repent and you let somebody, amen, who's authorized, amen, baptize you in water in the name of the Lord Jesus, amen, you're going to rise to walk in the newness of, do I have a witness? Do I have somebody who's had that experience? Are you happy about it? Do you thank God for it? Did you come up out that water to walk in a new life? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah to God. That's why John said, I saw a great white throne. This is the last judgment, the white throne judgment, when the dead, small, and great are going to stand before God. This is the thing that has most people shaking in their boots. This is the thing that causes a lot of folks, especially the highfalutin ones, to lie and say the Bible's not true. We can't believe it because they know if the Bible is true, they're going to have to stand before a God in judgment. And they know the way they have lived is going to result in them being uh, 
lost forever. So they don't want you to believe the Bible's right. They don't believe the Bible's right. They don't want you to believe there is a God because they know the minute they admit it, they're going to have to give an account. But you believe it. Don't listen to liars. You know even within your heart there is a God and that he is going to call the dead small and great. The big guy ain't going to get away. We like to think just the little guy. The big guy, I don't care who he is, around the world, he could be a president, he could be rich, he could be famous, he could be powerful. He's not going to get out of this. He might fool a natural judge. He might spend the night in jail for heinous crimes, but you're going to stand before God, the small and the great. And they're going to be judged out of the things that are written in the books. And see, if you stop then, nobody would be saved. But there's another book, the book of life. And when that book is open, I could just imagine seeing the finger of God run down the page. Amen. A book of names. Hallelujah. And... That's where you want your name to be. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, let me just explain one thing. I'm going to stop here in the interest of time. I could say some more, but I'm going to stop. But let me tell you this. If you're looking for, what's your middle initial, son? If you're looking for Dwayne P. Kirby in the book of life, you're not going to find that. Because you're going to be given a new name. A new name. That's the name that is written down in the book. Because you see down here, there could be another Dwayne P. Kirby. And he could be, in parentheses, a devil. But in parentheses, yours is a saint. So we're not going to have that mix-up like we have down here. You ever get somebody else's mail? <laughs> or you're in school and you're looking down the roll and somebody got the same name as you? Ain't going to happen outside of here because you're going to be given a new name. It's already written down in glory. It's unique. No one else has that name. And it's not going to be a he name or a she name because there's not going to be any more male and female on the other side. How about that? All you sisters ought to be clapping your hands because we're going to have bodies likened unto Christ's glorious body. Our body is going to be, you know, like his body. It's not going to have gender. Praise the Lord. And you're going to get a new name. That's the name he's looking for because that name is uniquely yours. Hallelujah. And somebody said, well, how are he going to know it's me? Because he's going to look in the book. And then he's going to look at your forehead. <laughs> we got these little lapel labels down here with our names on them. But he's he going to write your new name in your forehead. It's always good to have, you know, some verification. He's going to look at the book and look at your head. I got a match. He's not going to say bingo. I got a match. Huh? He's mine. He's mine. Hallelujah. He's mine. Thank you, Jesus Christ. He's mine. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Is your name written there? Is your name written there? Is it going to find your name in the book of life? Your new name? If you got the Holy Ghost, it's already written. Y'all don't seem happy about it. But it's already written. Only thing that can blot your name out is sin. If you should sin, the Bible says confess it. Because God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins 
and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's why even saints need to practice repentance. If you're going wrong, don't be arrogant and proud and sit there and trying to fool anybody. Say, Lord, forgive me. I was wrong. Have mercy on me. Don't blot out my name from the book of life. Give me another chance. Forgive me, Jesus. Forgive me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And he'll leave your name right in the book. Because, amen, his blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness. How many are glad your name is written? Why don't you give the Lord a hand praise? Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. You didn't do anything to cause your name to be written there in terms of you couldn't do it by yourself. But he forgave you your sin. And then he wrote your name down when you were born again of the water and of the spirit. Maybe somebody realized my name is not in there, but it's in them other books. But it's not in the book of life. And I want my name. Come on, everybody stand with me. And I want my name in the right book. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you're here today and you know your name is not in that book of life. You just look at the way you live in your life and you can say, I know my name ain't in there. But you want your name to be. I'm encouraging and challenging you right now, commanding you to repent from your sins. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. Have mercy on me. Forgive me. Forgive me. I know I'm wrong. I'm powerless to help myself, but I want you to help me. Turn my life around. Change my life. Give me a new heart. 